Hey, everybody. This is Management Decisions here on localjobnetwork.com radio. Now, here on Management Decisions, we take a look at topics related to hiring and upper management and the decisions they need to make. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and in this episode, we're going to include hiring the best personnel into this subject and the interview being the best opportunity to find the right fit. Our guest today, however, has a few shrewd strategies that may work out even better, or at least as a solid complement to those traditional questions. Elliot Sun is the CEO and co-founder of Cloudless, that's Cloudless with a K, and he joins us now on LJN Radio. Elliot, how are you doing today? Doing great, Tim. Excited to be here. Well, we're glad to have you on, and uh, of course, the interview being such an important aspect of hiring that, that best fit, the right candidate for your company. But I want to start off with just asking you in general, before we get to those detailed strategies you have, what are you really looking to assess from that interview that maybe you can't from other aspects of finding that right candidate? Sure. I mean, uh, I think the, the first part of assessing any candidate is looking at the information that they actually send you, which often includes the resume. But the resume actually doesn't really tell you that much beyond a timeline of accomplishment that the candidate has, has done in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to assess their actual, their ability to get the job done um, while at your company to handle the responsibilities that you're going to give them, as well as a culture fit with the team. So is there anything that within an interview would immediately eliminate somebody from contention? I mean, something they could say or do that you would just have to move on from immediately? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's actually pretty hard to, to nail down one thing that would make me move on. I would say fluffiness in general, just beating around the bush. Probably okay. not a particular set of words that would make me move on, but any kind of beating around the bush. All right. Makes sense to me. Well, let's get into some of the details as far as what your strategies are or have become uh, as you're looking to interview people and, and what might be what might be something our listeners could utilize in their own organization. Uh, I'll let you sort of just, just start us off. What uh, What's one strategy, again, that you like to use in those interviews? Yeah. Uh, I think the first thing right off the bat is I'd like to connect the candidate on a personal level. With us, we have a pretty small team less than 15 people at this point. So it's really important that the person that we bring in can not only function in terms of filling their responsibilities and the day-to-day, but also fit in with the team. So one thing I really do like to ask is what their favorite ice cream flavor is. And, it, and it's actually pretty <laughs> funny uh, how often someone will think, oh, it's, it's an interview, so this must be a trick question. Right. And they think of some really elaborate explanation to explain what their favorite ice cream flavor is. But really, I'm, just, I'm asking that for just that. I want to know if it's chocolate, vanilla, mint chocolate chip, uh, just to be able to connect with the candidate on a personal level and get them to feel comfortable in the discussion um, rather than really, really uptight and stressed out since it is a job interview. So is it a red flag then if they try to analyze too much what their flavor means or why they chose it? <laughs> uh, no, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, I, I think it's uh, a lot of people do stress out a little bit about job interviews and especially if you don't know the person who's sitting across the table from you that well right anything they throw at you is potentially uh, an evaluating question right but i like to get people to feel a little bit more comfortable first if they do start out with an analysis i i uh i smile a little bit i mean i listen to it i mean it's, <laughs> it's always really interesting to see what people come up with but uh in the end i do get them to tell me whether it's chocolate or vanilla just to get them to feel more comfortable What's another strategy you like to use to really get to know that candidate and see if they are a good fit for your company? The biggest thing is definitely still the ability to fill the function. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to know that the person that we're bringing on can jump right in 
and and take care of business. We don't want to have to handhold someone or educate someone through the process, especially since, again, we are a small company, so everyone needs to be contributing 100%. And we found that the only real way to assess talent is by giving them a project-based interview. Okay. So whether it's a technical or non-technical role, everyone goes through some kind of project. Do you find ever that a candidate feels like that's just too much time to commit? I mean, how long are we talking here if you're looking at a a project-based interview? These projects can range from a couple hours uh, in the case of engineers. Non-technical projects can range for up to two weeks. Okay. So we do give the person, so we, we do tell the candidates up front that this is something that they'll expect if they want to go through an interview with us. Okay. So it is an expectation going in. Is there any concern that uh, maybe the dynamics are a little strange because obviously your current employees know what the situation is, it's sort of this trial run. Do you think that affects really being able to understand if they do work well together, maybe they're easier on this person or they're harder on this person? I don't know if you've ever looked into it that deeply, but uh, just something that popped in my mind. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a concern, especially the first couple of interviews that we had to do were, were a little bit rougher. I mean, it, it definitely took us a little bit of time to smooth out the interview process. So it's not something that you can just jump straight into and expect success. It took us maybe two or three interviews to really nail down a good process that we felt comfortable with as, as an entire team. Oftentimes, I will have to admit that we do push the candidates a little bit harder. Sure. I mean, that. It's a good way to also see how they react to tough situations. Uh, the other question I had about it, and, and maybe it's just uh, I always have stats in my mind, small sample. People think, okay, well, and I understand in an interview you're doing none of this, but even with this project-based idea, is there a thought that, okay, they can be good in the short term, but you don't know if they can handle it? Are you more looking at the what they could offer in terms of potential? How do you handle the, that thought that they're obviously focused on, on a short time period versus the long run? It's definitely hard to evaluate the long run. There is no perfect interview. Sure. Uh, the best sure. we can do is see how they, they function on that specific project. There are definitely things within that project itself, not necessarily in terms of the content, but say uh, the problem-solving abilities that they show or their ability to be resourceful and, and ask the right questions and talk, interface with the right teammates in order to get the job done efficiently that do indicate what they're going to be like in projects down the road. But the best we can do, I mean, it's way better than just looking at a resume. Uh, So at least there are some long-run indicators there. And the last thing about this uh, that you had mentioned was that the small things matter a lot. What sort of small things are we talking about when looking at this candidate from this project-based side of things? Small things like how they react to... Uh, someone pushing them additional an additional step in their thinking, okay. asking for an additional item. It could be like a, a small reaction, right? It could be the way that they look away from you or the way that they fumble around and trying to find the right answers. Just some reaction to the questions that you're giving them. It could be, could be anything, really. Well, I think to your point, you know, the key is just being able to actually see them in that environment, how they react. Uh, it's probably an indicator that that is how they are in general. So I, th- I think it makes a lot of sense if you, uh, if you set it up that way for, for those candidates. How about that third thing that uh, you've mentioned in the past about uh, you know, a strategy you like to use as far as interviewing? Yeah. Um, so communication is, is really key for us. The ability to not just communicate with the team members, that's obviously incredibly important on a day-to-day level, but also the ability to communicate outside of the organization. One of the big things I like to ask during an interview is, 
explain to me something that you're really, really passionate about, like your favorite hobby. Maybe it's a sport that you really like. And tell me about it as if I didn't know anything about that subject at hmm. all. Okay. And really what I'm trying to tease out here is if you can't explain to me what your favorite thing in the entire world is, how are you going to be able to explain to me like the small things that happen on the job that I know are not going to be your favorite thing in the entire world? Right? Right. I mean, if it does, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be a little bit serious here. It's likely not going to be your favorite thing in the entire world. So really, I, I need to know that they can communicate stuff that they're passionate about uh, and those are indicators of them being able to also communicate to us as a team, to communicate to our users, our partners, to market the company externally as well. Do you see a, see it as a bonus if they do mention something about your organization or something that you guys do or what they would be doing as being a passion of theirs? Or do you see that as maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, kissing up in that sense? <laughs> uh, I think a good balance definitely needs to be achieved. Okay. I do think there definitely there are a lot of candidates who do try to kiss up and when you overly mention the company or um, you show that you've you've done a lot of research it's good to a certain point but then you really have to focus on your ability to convey your skills and, and your passion for other things as well i do think that for certain roles let's say uh, a marketing role for example mm. where you're handling a lot of different social media if you say, if you mention something about how you're really passionate about social media and you've done social media for other organizations and you've been testing things here and there and that's really become a passion of yours, then that does relate to your role and, and my company. But I can also tell that that's something that you would really love regardless of whether or not you were actually working here. Right. Are there any other little strategies you like to use that maybe aren't necessarily traditional or something that you feel has worked out well for you guys? We like to do short interviews with every single person on the team. Okay. Um, they're not necessarily all project-based interviews, but you do get a 15 to 20 minute sit down with every single person just to talk about your interests, get to know the other person. I think that's been really helpful in, in helping that person, not, not only helping us get an understanding of you on a personal level and making sure that you can engage with everyone on the team, but also gives the candidate chance to really understand what our culture is like and what the people who work uh, at our company go through and, and what their interests are to see if it's a good fit for the candidate as well. And going along with that, during every full-time interview, over the course of every full-time interview, we also invite the candidate out to a dinner. Hmm. And that dinner is just purely social. A sit down somewhere out of the office to get you to feel more comfortable, break some bread, uh, and get to know people outside of the work context. So with that, then are you looking at culture as being as big, if not bigger than maybe those skills that sort of everybody's going to have, or like you said, what you might see on a resume? I mean, is culture that that important in your view? Mm -hmm. Yeah, culture is huge. Especially, I, I think the smaller the company is, the, the more important it is. Mm -hmm. I and mean, even within large organizations, if you're on a team of five to 10 people, that culture fit is, is incredibly important because if you look at if you look at our work days, my work days are often ten to twelve hours, and that's the bulk of my day or my my awake hours rather. <laughs> um, my waking hours are spent with the people at work, and if I don't like those people at work, then it's going to be really hard for me to go a hundred percent and and commit all that I have to making the company successful. So being able to get along with the people at work, although it's 
not necessarily the most important requirement. I mean, it's still important to be able to fill your responsibilities and get the job done. Right. But if you're going to spend that much time with people at work, then you better find some people that you actually like spending time with. Well, Elliot, definitely appreciate the conversation. And uh, of course, as we talked about you know, interviews being so important to find that right person, that right fit. But I did want to give you the chance here at the end to give our listeners anything else at the end that you think is important to mention or maybe a, a way to wrap up our conversation, give them a nice takeaway from what we've been talking about today. So I think the, the biggest takeaway is that uh, resumes are, are really kind of tricky. Even LinkedIn profiles, right? Everyone can just write whatever you want on LinkedIn. There's no fact checking. Um, it's whatever the candidate is reporting that they've done in the past. It's a good timeline. I mean, it's a good understanding of where the candidates come from. But mm-hmm. again, this is all from the candidate's point of view, right? So you have to dig a little bit deeper in order to understand whether that person is actually going to be a good fit for your organization and look past the resume, um, which is often really hard to do when you have someone that has really, really, really great experience and has come from a really awesome background. So I encourage people to look past that, maybe not even ask for a resume and just jump straight into some conversations where you can dive deeper and get to know the candidate better. That is definitely a unique strategy and maybe one some of our listeners will employ. But with that, we will have to wrap up this edition of Management Decisions. And again, our look at some strategies for getting the right job candidate and maybe show their true colors a little bit and really find out if they'll be a perfect fit. Our expert guest today has been Elliot Sun. He is the CEO and co-founder of Cloudless. Again, that's Cloudless with a K. Elliot, thanks again for bringing us your perspective uh, on the interview process. We do appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Tim. And of course, we always want to hear from you, the listeners. So just shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. You can also use hashtag LJN Radio. Find some conversations there. Leave us a question or comment. We do always appreciate that. For everyone here at LJN Radio, once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>